Hi guys, hope we get to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. You can find the podcast on YouTube and also anywhere you can get your podcast. And we're just so thankful that you guys are here with us today. All right, so um, this is pretty new here in the office, so I'm thankful to be here. This new studio is being built, so uh, looking forward to that. Um, but we'll continue to, to podcast here in the office, so we're thankful that we can still be here with you guys. So as you can see, I'm here with Albert Pujos. <laughs> He's got the shirt on. So uh, I'm here. Uh, I'm here with Josh. Um, Josh and I met at camp this year. Um, it was a great week, uh, great studies. Um, so I'm going to let Josh kind of introduce himself to you guys, what he's doing, and then we'll get started with our podcast for today. Yep. Albert Bullholz for the win, buddy. Uh, no, uh, my name is Josh Alley. I'm, I live in Virginia and I'm actually out here on an internship at, with the Forestell Church of Christ Shout and out. their congregation. So I, I just graduated Tri-City School of Preaching. Not a lot of people know about it, but it's up in the northeast side of Tennessee, near Johnson City, Tennessee. And I've got one more year there. So in August, I'll start back and do the apologetics program Ooh. and uh, hopefully, hopefully make it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the hope. I hope I can make it. Yeah, I think I will. I, I mean, it'll take a lot of uh, a lot of long nights. Coffee pot, midnight oil. Yeah, yeah, man. But I, I'm glad Josh is here, and he's been doing a great job there at Forestell and working with the kids. So, um, really glad that he could be here to podcast with us today. All right. So here's our topic. So if you saw on Facebook, we had two topics, but we, we had so many votes for either one. Uh, Lyle Summit, a friend of mine, he said, bro, why don't you just combine it? So I was like, dude, you're a genius. I was like, so we're going to do that. So the podcast title for today is Farther Along We'll Understand Where All the Good Men Are. Farther Along We'll Understand Where All the Good Men Are. So here's where we're going with this. So <laughs> we're going to segue this and we're going to go to Disney here, Josh. All right, we're going to Disney. Going to Disney. We're going. To, you can't. I mean, you can't go wrong going to Disney. So, well, you can, but back in the day, you could. So now, when you think about it, you know, I, I was around someone. They asked people, "What's your favorite Disney movie?" Some people said Lion King, which I said that's solid, right? That's mine. Some people said Aladdin, solid. That that's a good one too. But then a, a guy in the corner, he was like, "I kind of like Beauty and the Beast." <laughs> we're like we're like explain yourself what, what are you talking about and he says all the other ones the girl is saved but in beauty and the beast a guy that was good a guy that was tricked a guy that was uh his company's taken away from everybody else a guy that's alone a guy that's going through all this stuff in life someone actually comes and saves him so now all the guys are like, yeah, we're switching. <laughs> we're switching to uh, Beauty and the Beast now. But, but when you think about that concept of good men, sometimes good men can be missed. And so farther along, we'll understand, man, that was a good person. Man, that was a good man. Man, that was a good leader. Man, that was a good whatever you want to put there. So, Josh, as we kind of think about this topic of uh, farther along, we'll understand where the good men are. What are your like initial thoughts before we kind of get into the text here? Well, <laughs> as you're speaking, you know, I started thinking, okay, 
who is someone that I know is a good man and they don't just come out and say, I'm a good man. You know, I'm I'm trying to see this guy in the corner that's just sitting there and, you know, he's just a great guy, you know, and I want to be like them, but they don't advertise it either. True. So, and I know we're going to talk about, about that here in a few, but I'm trying to pinpoint you know, what makes a good man? I think that Ooh. would be an initial question. There you go. What makes a good man? And I thought about this when you sent me this yesterday. I started thinking maybe we should just start off with what defining what good is and what bad is. Ooh, that's good. And thinking about, you know, what makes a good person, what makes a bad person. And I, obviously when we go to the scriptures, we see that what makes a good person is usually someone that is reliant on God, reliant on his word, has that good moral foundation. And, uh, you know, another thing, like, we don't necessarily have to, and that person isn't perfect either. That, that's, right? that's good. Right. That's good that you hit that. He, he, they've got that moral foundation, but, hey, they're trying. Mm-hmm. They're, they're struggling with things. They keep struggling. But they've got God first in their life, and they're they're relying on Him. I think of Psalm three, where I believe it's David is talking about. You know, you're the lifter of my head. You're mm-hmm. reliant. That's it. You are the God of my life, and that's what makes a good person. Now, if we turn the ties a little bit, what makes a bad person? Well, that's just the exact opposite, right? So it's going to be the person that. You know, the fool is said in his heart, there is no God. Mm. It's going to be the person in Romans 1 that is given given up to a reprobate mind because of his own desires. He, he decides that he doesn't want to retain God in his knowledge at all. He uh, blazes his own trail, if you, if you may. Blazes. Right, right. <laughs> so like in Judges, when it says they did what was right in their own eyes, they... They didn't care. Yep, they didn't want it. the counsel of God. So, I mean, and when you think about that, and I love how we, we define that because that's good moving forward. Because a lot of times, in order to be a good man, you think you have to be perfect. And sure. I love that you brought that up. The only good man that was perfect was Christ. And sure. we'll look at that. But with David, you mentioned him, right? In Psalm 3, Psalm chapter 1, Psalm 37. Um, David was mentioned as a man after God's own heart. But, you know, you got him murdering people. You know, you have him, you know, falling in lust for Bathsheba. But David was still a good man. So for us, here's where we're going to go with our topic of farther along. We'll understand where the good men are. We're going to try to uh, unlock some doors here and shed some light on maybe maybe you're walking through life and maybe, you know, you're looking for that solid leadership, you know, in a congregation. Maybe you're looking for that solid man as a partner, you know, and you're just like, man, there's no, there's no more good guys out here. There's no more guys that love the Lord. There's no more guys like David out here. It's just hard to find them. So what we're going to try to do through scripture is try to explain and shed some light on where these guys are. And you might be surprised. They may be a little bit closer than what you think. Sure. All right. So let's look at the first one. So this is how we're going to answer this. So why do we miss good men? Why do we miss them? Number one, I think we miss them because they're not what we want them to be. So, you know, you think about the Disney complex, right? So 
I mean, the princess is there. You know, he's got to look like Aladdin. He's got to come through with a carpet. He's got to be like this before I give him a chance. We have this, like, list in our minds where when it's not checked off, well, he's not a good man. Well, she's not good. Well, wait a second. Just because they're not what you want them to be doesn't mean that they're not good. Right. So think about this concept, and we're going to go to Isaiah chapter 53 here. But think about this with Jesus, and I'm going to pass this to Josh here. What did they want from him? They knew he was the Messiah, and they knew, they knew the Messiah was coming. But they wanted him to be this leader. They wanted him to be this captain who would take over Rome, and then they could lead under him. But Jesus wasn't who they wanted him to be, so that's why they missed him. So what, what's kind of your thoughts on that as we keep walking through before we read this text here in Isaiah 53? I mean, you think about what Nathaniel, I believe, said. Is there anything good that comes anything? out of Nazareth? That's I mean, even... <laughs> That, is that your first initial thought? Like, so, Ooh, and then good. you you got to think, what was he looking at? And we have to make sure that we're looking with the eyes of our heart instead of our outside appearance, right? First Samuel six seventeen, I believe it was, or seven sixteen, when Samuel is helping, or God is going to select a man to be king, and Samuel is assisting God with the anointment process. And, uh, you know, that's one of the best verses, I think, of the Old Testament. You know, God doesn't see as man sees. Man looks on the outside appearance. God God looks looks at at the heart. heart. Ooh, right? Welcome to Ooville. (laughs) So we've got to do our best. And going back to what the definition of good is, we've got to do our best. I guess you could go back to Matthew 5. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I was, when you when you first asked me to be on here, I'm like Matthew five is going to come up. It's, I'm, We've been talking about it. it, man. It all comes down to the heart. Yes. We look at what the Bible defines as good instead of what we define, as you said, as good. Because when we when we make our own list of what we expect someone to be, mm, it's flawed. That's it. Flawed. Yep. So. Ooh. Jesus didn't didn't uh, meet the status quo as, as everybody expected him to. He came, and we'll get into Psalm or uh, Isaiah fifty three here in a minute. But mm. he, you know, what the Pharisees said is this not the the carpenter's, the carpenter's son? son? <laughs> Who is this guy? You know, like, and that's that's what we need to learn from that as well because we can't. Just write someone off and not give them a chance, you yeah. know? That doesn't fall in the order of love. If you think about 1 Corinthians 13, when it says love uh, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures mm-hmm. all things, what I mean, that can mean a, a vast variety of different things. I'm going to believe someone to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to endure with someone because I love them, right? Right. That's what love, that's what, that's what the outcome of love is going to be. So if we're not willing to give someone opportunity, then are we showing that Christian love? Do we have the heart of the Beatitudes there in Matthew 5? And are we treating people like Jesus was treated? You're not the Messiah. Even though you're saying you are, you're not what I pictured. So because you're not what I pictured, then I can't accept what you have to offer. Mm. Think about how selfish that is. Yeah. So he said, no, I am who I'm saying I am. Are you the Messiah? Yes, I am he. Well, because you're not what I pictured, then 
I think you're not him. You're not a, and you see that today. Oh, you see that, that today. Yes. They are selective of what they want Jesus to be. We're doing the same thing today. We're doing the same thing instead of what, instead of, you know, the physical, they were, they were on the physical. Then when Jesus was honored mm -hmm. today, you see the religious, these religious organizations, you know, you can come as you are. You can, we, we want to rewrite the Bible. That's it. So our agenda Ooh. fits Jesus's character, right? Ooh. That's what they do. And That's they make it. Jesus out to be a lot of times, you know, a moral monster. Yes. There's a book, Is God a Moral Monster? I can't remember the author, but it's a good, it's a Ooh. good book. And uh, it talks about God and his character. Is it just or is it unjust? But I don't want to get off on the side, on chase a rabbit on that. But when we look at what they're doing to Jesus today, they're just recharacterizing him. That's it. That's it. And that's why we miss him. And that's why we're missing him. That he's, sure. he's right here with the word, John chapter 1, but we miss him every time. So now if you look at Isaiah 53, look at how it describes Jesus. So again, notice he says, and sometimes this is used for the Lord's Supper, which is great. This is preached. But when you really look at, you know, what is being defined as who he was, it really opens up your eyes. So look at verse, look at how it starts. Who hath believed our report? Who believes us? So think about what they're saying. Everybody thinks he's going to be this, but we're saying he's this. Who's going to believe it? Mm -hmm. So now even Isaiah is going to prophesy. Look, when he gets here, who's going to believe? Who's going to believe the report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Now he shall grow up as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground, no form, nor comeliness. And when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. So now, when you think about a king, think about what you mentioned with David. When they thought about a king, right, Samuel's walking by, that's got to be the one. Nope, that's not him. Nope, that's got to be. Nope, it's not him either. Because what, what did they have to go off of? Saul. Sure. And what was Saul? Tall, big guy. So we got to have a guy just like him so he can be king. Sometimes we miss good men because we have an image of what a good man's supposed to be. But even though the image might fit, going back to Matthew 5, the heart might not fit. You got to see their, their character. You got to see it. And you think about going back to Samuel. You remember who Samuel thought at first? <laughs> Eliab, right? Oh, yeah. He says, this is our guy. This is it. This is it, man. And then later on through the text, when 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 David's going down to the battlefield to give his brothers uh, provisions, who was the guy that's like, you come down here out of the pride of your own heart? That's what his brother Eliab Ooh, told it. him. That's it. So we see, see the, his, character. his character, and that's why God said, no, that's not our guy. We've got to base Ooh. it off our character. And this is why it's so important to have our eyes open. Because like you mentioned in 1 Corinthians 13, the look might not be there, the stature might not be there, but the heart might be enormous. It might be just like sure. Christ. And so you have to let that be shown before a judgment is made. Sure. And so now sometimes with us, we can miss good men because they don't look the way we want them to look. Well, we th well I'll one of the best speeches of all time other than, you know, what we find in the Bible, Martin Luther King Jr., what did he say? He said, you know, I, I, I think 
men should not be judged off the color of their skin, but the content of their character. Yeah. What is their substance? What makes up that person? Because really, the way we look is minimal. Yes. To to who we are. You know, you can look in the mirror and say, okay, I'm this person, or I want to look like this person. Everybody, I guess all the girls nowadays want to look like Kim Kardashian, right? Or, or Kylie or whoever else. What's I don't guy, know. What do we want to look like? Thor? <laughs> Thor? Man, as long as I get one of those hammers, man, I'd be good. And a cape. But no, we Things can't. Will change. <laughs> Things will change if that happens. Oh, man, you're right. Nobody be single, right? <laughs> okay, so, so no, the point is who are we basing ourselves from? True. What do we want our inside to look like? Because our inside, you know, it affects our outside or as far as our actions. The way we look like in our heart is seen in words and deeds. Colossians 3.17, that's why Paul said tells us it's important. Mm. You know, if you're going to do something, if you're going to say something and you call yourself a Christian, then let it be to the glory of God. Mm. So... And that comes back to the heart. That goes back to Matthew 5. Okay. So now this is, I'm glad you brought that up because it's important as we walk through life to understand who is this guy who I'm listening to in worship or that I'm, that I'm seeing or that I'm talking to or that I'm friends with or whatever. Even on the other side, these women, who are they looking to? Because, you know, you think about, it's beautiful that people are there in the body and they're here in the house, which is oh, that's wonderful. But you can still be here and have your eyes off. So it's important. Yes, it's great that the person is a member. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. And I'm thankful that they're there. But who are they looking to? Sure. So think about Hebrews 12, mm-hmm. looking unto Jesus, right? Verse two or verse. Yeah, verse two, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So knowing that, yes, this man, this woman is not perfect, but as they fail and fall, and even as they succeed, who are they trying to be like? And you'll find that out fairly quickly, who they're trying to be like. And so if they're trying to be like Christ, then that might be a good man there. That might be a good woman there. And so sometimes as we think about this, Josh, we can miss good men farther along. We'll understand it because he's not what I wanted him to be but he was good. And so think about this as we close this thought. Remember when Jesus died, Jesus was hated. He was the villain. Um, He was a good man, but people treated him like he wasn't. And so after he died, the earth shook. And after the earth shook, the centurion said, this was it. This This is the son son of of God. God. So think think about it from that mindset. This whole time, he's been saying, the kingdom is coming. He's been saying, I am God. He's been saying, repent. And we just tossed him around like he was nothing. But then the earth shook. And now that realization, farther along, you will understand when a good man was there. And so that's, that, that's, so the, that's the danger of this, though, is that's why I love how Lyle said combine it. Because you might not get it now, right, with right. good men. But when, when good men go or when things change, farther along... You will understand that a good right. man was there. The earth might shake. That's why we got to give everybody, you know, we got to 
give everybody a chance. We got to take advantage of that because you know, how oftentimes are am I wrong? That's it. How yeah. oftentimes are you Me wrong? Too. You know, <laughs> a lot. Like it doesn't like off our first glance, we think we've got it figured out, mm-hmm. and then it's I, I I think God he talks about stumbling blocks a lot of the times. Yeah, we need those stumbling blocks. <laughs> we do because it it trips us up a little bit and it makes us think. I'm not as strong as I thought I was. Uh, yeah, that's right. So we got to give everybody an opportunity to speak. And I think one thing is if we're not careful as adults, we'll write children off. Yeah. And man, children, God, I mean, Jesus says become, if you, like unless you're like children, you won't see the kingdom of heaven, right? Mm-hmm. We've got to give, I mean, we've got to give every person, we've got to weigh all advice. I can't control what they say. Yeah. I can't control what they do. But I can the only thing I can control is the way I react to something and the way I, you know, go on from there. Ooh, like I can't control people, but I can control me. So let's decide am I gonna am I gonna write someone off because I think it, or am I gonna think yeah. think about what they've pr- proposed to me, you know? Ooh. Doesn't that go back to Matthew 5? Sure. Bless all the meat. Sure. It, it's, it's all going to go back. Yeah, <laughs> it's all going right. to go back right. to Matthew 5. So why do we miss good men? Number one, because they're not what we want them to be. So we'll miss them. They don't have our image. So because they don't have this image that we've conjured up, then we'll miss it. Then two, as I think about this, Josh, why do we miss good men? Because they live a life of challenge. So they're automatically different. Right. So I heard somebody yesterday and they talked about greatness and it was like in a, like a motivational speech. And he said, all greatness comes from God. And he said, why do you think we, you know, love heroes? We just got done talking about Thor <laughs> wishing we had capes and hammers. <laughs> Another <laughs> wish we were Thor. So now why do we adore heroes? Because when things are at its most dangerous, they will easily stand up while everybody else is inside. So another reason why we can miss good men is because when it's time to stand up next to one, we're not there. Mm -hmm. We're in the house. Yeah. So then because we're afraid, then we miss the good man and we miss the opportunity to stand with that good man or good woman. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think about, um, you know, Ephesians, you know, Ephesians six, right? Put on the armor. You know, I think about what Peter says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, he's seeking, he's trying to look for those. Right. And even with Joshua, you know, in Joshua chapter 24, choose you this day who you serve. But as for me and my house, we will stand right. And we'll serve the Lord. And so these type of good men, they live a life of challenge. Things aren't always going to be easy. And so, because we're not challenging ourselves to grow, to get better, to mature, Sometimes we'll miss the good men that are trying to do that. Right. So what, what, what's kind of your thoughts on this idea of challenge? That's really good too with good men. Challenges. Everybody goes through them. Mm. Everybody's going to, that's the truth of challenges. Everyone's going to face at least one. And most of the time it's more, a lot more more than than one. one. It's more than one. The challenge for us is to try to become fearless like those good men, right? That's it. And to be able, and Paul says, 1 Corinthians 15, be steadfast, immovable, 
That's it. What does that mean? That means when the pressure is really on you, mm-hmm. you're not moving. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing when we when we are in the work of the Lord and we're not, you know, given a little bit maybe on liberalism this way or conservatism this way, but we're standing where the Bible stands. Mm-hmm. We can know that our labor is not in vain because we are in the Lord. We're doing what God wants us to do. Ooh. Doing what God expects us to do, right? This man's preaching. It's not even Sunday yet. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but we've just got to get this fearless mentality because most people, most people will not take risks because it's new to them. It's new. It's And it's something... There's a fear of failure. Mm-hmm. There's a fear of disappointment. There's a fear of regret. There's all these that's, risks, ooh, that's good. right? They they all entail that. That's good. They all entail those fears. But, you know, God expects us to take risks sometimes. Ooh. Do you think, do you think, um, I'm trying to think of an example of a risk. You know, Going back to about Moses, Moses, yeah, the risk he decided to, you know, go with his people rather than enjoy the pleasures right. of sin for that's a season. Right. Hebrews eleven, Hebrews that's, eleven, that's good. It's a risk, and you know we're he's written in Hebrews eleven, mm-hmm. right? We think about Demas. Mm. Didn't he didn't want to take the risk, didn't and then actually, it. if you go back to that text, I th- well, in First Corinthians or First Timothy. Chapter six, I believe it is. It might be Second Timothy four. Talks about Paul saying, "No one stood with me at the first. No one no stood one with me, but God. But yeah, and that's right. Yeah, that's it. So you see, Paul standing up. He's fearless. He, I don't know if he had the option, right? Yeah, he had he, to stand. He, yeah. So, you know, some there's a good man. Yeah. He had to stand. He had to take that stand, and he did. And then we see mm. it's okay. I mean, you can be a weaker brother, but there comes a point in time in your Christian growth. You've got to be fearless. Yeah. You have got. That's it, man. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. You see what Christ did. Let's be a sacrifice in your life. Don't conform to the world. Don't go mm. along with this issue. Don't choose this path. There's a Psalm. I can't remember or a proverb. It says, uh, don't swerve to the right and don't swerve to the left, right? Oh, that's good, man. And here's, I love how you brought this up um, about good men have to be fearless. Because think about, okay, so let's let's take this back to Jesus, right? So Jesus was good. He was a Messiah. He was rabbi. He was master teacher. He was God. He was the word. So even though Jesus was all those good things, when he lived right, when he preached right, and when he helped, how did everybody else view him? Evil. You're not who you say you are. You're not real. This isn't who you really are. You're the villain. You're actually the problem, and mm-hmm. we're actually the solution. Yeah. So here's the thing about being a good man, number one, and standing with a good man. Sometimes, and sometimes I know this won't make sense, but as you live for Christ to try to be good, others will see you as the bad guy. Sure. That's just that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. 
It's just how it is. Matthew 5. Matthew 5. It's yeah. right there. It's right there. But blessed are, 10, you, when blessed are you when you're persecuted. You. Right. right. So That's... you will be seen as the bad guy. But when that happens, when you're seen as the bad guy and the issue and the problem, when you're seen as that, I think about Psalm chapter 1, how David mentions his delight, verse 2, is in the law of the Lord. And in verse 3, he will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And as he's planted by those rivers of water, his leaf shall not wither. And whatever he does, mm-hmm. it's going to prosper. He's not going to do the wrong thing. He's not going to. And here's, I want to look at this too. We're going to mention this, but Psalm chapter 37, this is a, a beautiful Psalm that David wrote, but this is one of my mm. favorite ones he's ever written. But he tells us basically the solution of what to do when you're seen as the bad guy. All right, in Psalm 37. So he gives us the outline. So here's a sermon here, Josh. <laughs> so number one, the first thing, fret not thyself because of those people, because of evildoers. Do not fret because of them, neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. Why? Because verse two, they're going to be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. So then what do you do in that situation to those that are calling you evil as you're trying to be good? Trust in the Lord and you keep doing good. Wait, to just those that love you? No, you do good to everybody. Matthew 5, 44 and 45. Then delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Roll those problems in prayer over to him. That's what that word commit means. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Now, this is why verse 6 is so important. So, as you're a good man, sometimes you're going to be seen as crazy insane and the problem and the issue but when that happens as guys our ego kicks in so now when the ego kicks in the chest codes out i gotta say something i gotta i gotta prove to them that i'm right i gotta prove that i gotta show them that i'm this and this and this notice what the text says here and he if you do verses one through five talking about god he will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday so what's our topic? Farther along, you'll know where the good men are. You know that you'll know who the good men were in your life when months go by and years go by and you start to think about the stuff they were saying and sure. the stuff that they were doing. Why was he always talking about faith? Why yeah. was he always talking about growing? Why was he always talking about worship? Why was he always talking about loving the Lord? Now that you've lived some life, now you've got some experiences under your belt. I get what Josh was saying. I get it now. And I didn't listen. Sure. So now that's the beauty of the Lord kind of working with us and giving us a second chance. Because sometimes, like you said, we're our own stumbling block. I think I got to figure it out. So right. it doesn't matter. Yep. So, I mean, I think it's important to know that sometimes we miss good men because they live lives like this. Psalm chapter 37. Do you have anything else on that before we keep going here? No, I mean, you did beautifully on it. I mean, it's challenging. It is. It's challenging to be a good man. It's hard. And, you know, people today or I don't know, a lot of people today, there's no good men left. That's it. Boy, that's what they'll say, right? There's a text there. It says there's no good men left. Now, is that true? Isn't that what Elijah said? You know. Isn't that what Elijah said? Most people that would say that, what? My dad's a good man. Yeah. Now, is that we got to stop and think, is that a true statement? Is there any good men left? 
Well, it's going to be a challenge to be a good man. That, true. but it's going to be a challenge also to find a good man. That's right. So, if you expect a man to be good, then you ought to take it upon yourself to try to find that good man, mm. because it's not a one-way street. The good men aren't just going to pop out left and right. That's it. Yeah, they're not just going to show up. <laughs> You've got to take it on yourself to to commit to the challenge to looking for them. Ooh. Okay. navigating and, and that's pinpointing good. that's a good man that's good that's who i want to be right that's good doesn't that go back to matthew matthew 5 6 and 7 right ask right, right? so i mean you got to ask for those that are asking sure so okay so let's take this quick sidebar here because i wanted to mention this when you talk about um the good men um we don't want to single out the guys so let, let's talk about our ladies here so ladies this this part you you can benefit from the whole podcast but this part here for you too so we're going to drop this here for you so a lot of times in terms of finding a good man you know have you ever watched the chosen that yeah okay so you know you know when peter was called and then nicodemus Mm -hmm. was called so as peter's called he goes home to his wife and he's struggling he's like he helped me get all these fish but i don't know you know i don't know who y'all don't know who he is but my brother's saying he's a messiah. You know, should I follow him? I don't want to leave you. And yeah. My mother-in-law's here. What what should I do? Whatever he says, you go follow him. Yeah. So guess what she could see? She could see a good and man. And she hadn't even met him at she that point. She hadn't even met him. At, at least in the in the show. Right. Yeah. Right. And so now you got Nicodemus who sees Jesus, talks to him by night. What, what must you know what what do i have to do well you got to be born of the water and the spirit well should i enter into my mother's womb again no you got to be born of the water and spirit so then as nicodemus according to the text now we don't know if he followed later but the text indicates that he didn't so now in the show it's actually referenced that his wife saw that he was struggling with this decision and his wife said instead of following him Nicodemus, I want you to bring me back to my life. I loved our life here as a Pharisee. So now think about you as as women. You talk about good men. You know the one thing that a good man needs? He needs that support from a greater woman. Mm -hmm. So now think about from Peter's perspective and Nicodemus's perspective. Don't you think it would have been a bit easier for Nicodemus to follow and Peter to follow if their wives were supportive? of following a good man right so now for you ladies it's an amazing thing to find one but here's the thing about a good gift right all good things come from the father of lights the thing about good gifts and good people you have to know what to do with it when you got it right so like you said so if you're searching for it what are you though so if i say right i want a good woman am i a good man though and vice versa so you can't just want something for yourself selfishly without you putting in the work to be good for that other good thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, Josh, and you can speak on this too. I think a lot of times we can find ourselves wanting something or someone just for ourselves to fill some holes for us, but we're not willing to fill the holes for them and be good yeah. for them too. And so Jesus calls us, he's good, but Hey, I need you to grow. I need you to mature. I'm not just going to, I have a lot of things to give you as Christ. I have the blood, I have the church, I have the brethren, I have encouragement, I have everything to give you, but I need you to give me something too. Yep. And so I need you to give me your life. 
in your heart, Matthew chapter five. Right. So, I mean, what do you have? I mean, that's, oh man, you brought up some no, that topics. Was, that here, was man. good, man. No, Ooh. Really good. Um, really, I just think we've got to walk circumspectly. Yeah. We've got to walk with awareness. And I think another thing is there's a principle there. And I'm not going to get into this whole thing, but if you've ever heard of the law of attraction, like attracts mm. like. I, yep. And I think I think of uh, a verse that says, "As a man thinketh in his heart, so mm-hmm. is he." You know, if you're if you're desiring something and you want it to come into your life, how about think about it? You know, mm. don't be thinking about the bad man. If you want a bad, if you want a good man to come into your life. Don't sit there and ponder what the bad men are doing. Because you can easily do that. Or the bad man is going to come into your life. Right? Yeah. As, <laughs> as funny as that sounds, like I'm not talking about like robbing your house or anything or <laughs> the boogeyman. The bad man. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like, the, let's just say the man that's not up to par with God's go. qualifications, right? <laughs> if you want a good man, and this isn't just ladies. Like if you guys, if you want a good friend, yeah. If you want a good man to, as a as a friend that can help you grow, think about what Denzel Washington said. If you're if you hang around five billionaires long enough, you'll be the sixth, right? <laughs> yeah. But if you hang around five idiots enough, you'll be the sixth. Yeah. So if you're surrounding yourself with good men, you'll probably become the sixth. That's it. And first you've Corinthians got, fifteen. That's Evil right. Communications corrupt good morals. That's right. And uh, we just got to think, as a man thinketh in his heart, what do you desire? Mm. If you desire to come in contact with a good man, whether it be for a husband, whether it be for a friend, whatever it is, are you thinking about the qualifications, what what it takes to be a good man, or are you thinking about all the the bad qualifications? That's it. Yeah. And are you thinking about what you have to do? Sure. To to be the good man or be the good woman to help and to aid to that. Yeah. So that's that's man. That's another podcast for another day. That's that's good too. <laughs> but here here's something too. Again, remember in, um, you know, going back to your question. So where are all the good men at? You know, I think about Micah chapter seven. You know, and as Micah is talking to the people there, he's saying the good man verse two is perished out of the earth. There's no more that are upright. They all wait in life for blood. They hunt every man, his brother. The best of those guys is like a thorn. And so he mentioned in verse five, don't even trust in a friend. Don't trust in a guide. For the son dishonors the father. The daughter rises against her mother. All this is happening. And so you're looking at the landscape and you're looking, where's a good man at? Yeah. You know, where's, it seems like there's no one out here anymore. So now, they were in the same situation as we could be in today. Where's the good man at? But then verse seven, when you ask that question, what did that lead Micah to do? Therefore, I will look mm. unto the Lord. So many times what we can do is we can be so saturated, man, with, with what's happening around us, what's not happening to us at the news at all this other stuff. And therefore, instead of looking unto the Lord, Therefore, we complain. Therefore, we settle. Therefore, we don't, we're not doing the right things. We give up. We give up. Therefore, we yeah. give up. Yeah. 
But he's saying here, therefore, when you find yourself in the situation, I will look to the Lord and I will wait for the God of my salvation and my God will hear me. That's right. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing, but it shows the dependence on the Lord that these men are out here. You might not see them. Mm -hmm. They may be close. You may have missed them. But if you look to the Lord, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. So it's there. It's there. But like you said, your mindset's got to be right. Because when they come, they're going to need help. And they're going to need you to be what you need to be. Right. So it's got to be a fair exchange. It's got to be fair. All right. So then number three, as we're going through this, farther along, we'll understand where the good men are. So number one, we understand why do we miss them? Because sometimes they're not what we want them to be. Two, we miss them because they live a life of challenge. And we're not willing to challenge ourselves to meet where they're at. Then number three, we miss good men sometimes because good men are silent. So I think about Proverbs chapter 20, uh, verse six and seven. Most men will proclaim everyone his goodness. You think about us as guys, uh, Josh, is we're defined by what we do. So you meet somebody random. Oh, yeah, yeah. My name is Josh. Oh, my name is Jordan. Then what's the next question? What do you do? What do you do? Well, I'm this. I'm the best at this. I'm the number one seller of this. So the more accolades that you have behind your name as a guy, the better you become (laughs) as he's looking up here. As he's looking up. Looking at your degrees up there, buddy. I am still a lowly boy. (laughs) I'm still a lowly man. Just kidding. But when you you think about it, it's like that's what we're defined as by what you do. Right. So then when you accomplish things as guys, then the first instinct of our ego, I got to tell somebody I did it. Mm. I got to tell somebody I'm number one. I got to tell somebody I'm the Michael Jordan of this. I'm the best. Yeah. So the Proverbs writer saying most men out here will proclaim everyone why he's a man. But a faithful man, who can find him? Right. Verse seven, the just man, how does he walk? He walks in his integrity and his children are blessed after him. So now, as we talk about this, good men, they're silent. You know, you think about when Jesus started his ministry, he would heal somebody. Don't say anything yet. Yeah, yeah. Don't say anything yet. It's not time. But then, you know, the woman, I got to say something. I got to go. I have to say something. But Jesus knew when to do certain things, when not to do certain things. He was just a perfect balance of what a good man was. So Josh, kind of talk about that concept of good men aren't always saying what they are, but they're just doing it because it's the right thing to do. I think about, there's a proverb, maybe 27. It says, uh, the wicked flee when pursued, but the mm-hmm. righteous is as bold as a lion, lion. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, they might not, you might not know who they are because they're silent most of the time. Yeah. But you'll know who they are when the pressure's on. Ooh, and going yes, back into you know the challenge, being fearless. That's because it. Because they'll stand up and they'll say, and then usually, when one person takes that stand, it encourages others to, yeah. hey, I need to get behind this guy. He know he knows, he knows the doing. scriptures. He he's doing what God would expect us to do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a hard thing sometimes, maybe in congregations. Yeah. Um. Maybe if there are no elders, or maybe if there are elders and the elders are making the wrong decision, maybe a doctrinal decision that's 
a little off kilter. If if one person stands, most of the time a, a multitude will stand. Somebody's got to do it first. That's right. Somebody's got to do it first. And here's and you kind of mentioned this before, but here's the thing about good men, guys. For you and ladies, this is for you too. Good men aren't made; they're built. So they're built. You have to build to be a good man. So, you know, I think about verse five of chapter 20. Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water. Out of a man of understanding, he'll be able to draw it out. So here's the thing about there's a lot of good, nice guys out there. There's a lot of good, nice guys in the body. But there's not a lot of faithful men. There, There's not because what does the text say? Who can find them? So if they were everywhere, it'd be easy to find. If they were everywhere, if you're listening, you'd have one (laughs) if if they're everywhere, but they're not. Right. So since they're not everywhere, then what needs to be open for you? Your eyes. You need to be able to see the difference in, in who these guys are. And so here's the thing about this. And I wanted to mention this too, Josh. Um, a lot of times, um, you know, we try to change people to be what we want them to be. And that kind of goes to our first point of how they tried to make Christ something that he wasn't. Mm -hmm. You know, when we help people and we teach people and we convert people, and when we try to bring others to Christ, obviously there's going to be a natural change there, right? It's going to be good. Right. And the scriptures should change a person. But here's something, ladies, you need to understand early and guys, you need to understand early. It's good that these people that we're trying to help are trying to change, but here's the question. Why are they changing though? So are they changing for you or are they changing for God? Mm. Farther along, you will understand that answer because people might change and do whatever you want them to do so things can be kosher between y'all two, and then you find out that they did everything for you rather than for God. Farther along, you'll find out, and then your children are going to have to pay for that. But farther along, if you see that people are changing for God and not you, what does the text say in verse 7? After a just man, his children are blessed after him. So, guys, don't you want your future children to be blessed? I want mine to be. Ladies, don't you want that for your future children or even the children that you've got now? Yes. But you have to answer this question, and you've got to be honest. Why are they changing? Are they changing for me? Or are they changing for God? Farther along, you'll understand that answer. So you guys, I see you turn into a scripture. You got something on this? Or on something you got? I well, see a scripture turn here. That's good. Well, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 is saying, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men. That's the there, there English Standard is. Version, right? That is. Act like men, be strong. So that's what a man is. But sort of going back to what you're saying you know, you can't, you'll know, you'll know, you will know, you'll find out because if they were faking it until they made it, that only is going to last so long. Yeah. That's going to rub off. They're going to, because really, you know, where your treasure is, your heart is. Mm-hmm. And if you don't treasure what you're doing, Ooh. then your heart's just going to dwindle off. Right. Yeah. That's it. And you're not going to, you can't, you can't hold that up. Yeah. Yeah. And you won't have that focus like you did. So if I'm doing something, which I don't have a wife, I don't have a girlfriend, wink, wink. 
No, I'm just Josh kidding. Josh is legal, just guys. Kidding. Josh, <laughs> his <laughs> number uh, is. <laughs> <laughs> but I can imagine, right? So if I'm doing something, say I'm, or say, uh, say I find a girl and I'm, we're dating and she's not a member of the church mm-hmm. and I'm trying to help her. And, you know, we sit down to study and doesn't take long and she's yeah i want to be baptized right not long after that we end up getting married right okay so right uh, which which is which happens a lot which, which is okay and i'm not saying every case is like this but right. sometimes sometimes it's like why are you doing why are you doing this why are you in a rush why yeah. do you understand you know you've got mm. to really ask the question do you understand what you're doing who are you doing it for why are you doing it right you know, are you able to stand up and that's confessing Christ, right? It is. And if we're not is, confessing man. him, then, and if our heart isn't in it, if our heart isn't in that confession, mm. do we think Jesus's heart is going to be in the confession? Ooh. You know, Matthew ten thirty two, 32. Mm. Even Romans 10. Right. Ooh, yeah, that's good, man. And And this is why for us, wrapping it wrapping it up all the way going back to matthew chapter five you know all those blessings that he gives you know and i love how you brought that up talking about where your treasure is there your heart will be also what does he tell us to do lay not up for yourselves treasures here right lay up for yourselves treasures that are in heaven what are those treasures meekness poor in spirit hungry and thirsting being uh merciful all those things and you can see that from people. And that's the beauty of Matthew 5, verse 3 through 9, is someone can be all those things and still be imperfect and fall. Oh, yeah. But the beautiful thing about it is, okay, he fell. Okay, he sinned. Okay, she sinned. Okay, they fell. But are they still merciful? Are they still hungry and thirsting to get right? Are they still you know, trying to be pure in heart? Are they still trying their absolute best to get better? That's the beauty of Matthew 5 is they're not perfect. But when they get up, what are they doing? They're trying to live like Christ. And you can see that. You can see it, man. Let's stop it right there. <laughs> That's so good. We gotta get, that was so good, man. Like, oh, I cannot add gotta, anything to that. Man, this that, is... Oh. Because I'm not perfect. And that's one thing that might stir people away is... And, and a lot of people today, maybe it's prevalent. They don't want anything to do with religion because we're hypocrites, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that's... and. One thing is true, or two things are true. We can't let one individual classify the whole. Yeah, true. And we can't, um, I forgot the other one, but that's okay, because I'm not perfect. So that's what we're talking <laughs> see, about. He just gave you a live example. Exactly, he just gave live, you a live example. example. <laughs> so we aren't perfect. I'm not perfect. The preacher isn't perfect, wherever um, you are. No, sir. Don't stir away from religion just because you see, oh, that's the other one, inconsistencies. Yeah. They're clearly seen. Yeah. You can, if you spend time with anybody, you see that they're inconsistent somewhere in their life. Yep. So we have to be that merciful heart, Mm. right? We have to obtain, we have to try to be that heart for others. Maybe they're trying Mm. And they're doing their best, and they're your they're they're your best example of that. 
but they're still failing. Mm, yeah. That doesn't slack up our our obligations to have that heart. True that. So we gotta we gotta Ooh. just rewire our brain the way we think, rewire our heart. Same thing, the brain. We've got to be on guard. Mm. And the good men, if our heart's right, we'll find them. They're out there. They're out there. They are. And and the beautiful thing about it too, the way the Lord works, if you're praying and you're trying to be the right type of person for that good man, they'll find you. <laughs> Sure. Which, I mean, you just got to be ready. You don't know whether you'll find them or they find you. You just got to be ready for when that time comes. Asking you just got to be prepared. Believing. That's it. And you will receive. You got to believe. Hebrews it. 11. That's right. That he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Yeah. It's there, man. Yeah. If we don't believe in what we're asking God, I mean, he's not just going to hand it to us. That's it. He knows our hearts. That's it. And he's, and just kind of, to end it, man, as a, as a song that we sing says, farther along, we'll understand it. We'll understand. We'll understand all by and by. And so as, as we do this, man, um, they're out there, and, and the Lord will help us to understand. So, man, I, I appreciate you being on, man. Oh, it's an honor, man. It Privilege. Was, it was fun. It was fun doing this. I'm sure this is not going to be your last time. We'll, we'll do something on Zoom, or we'll, we'll figure out a way to get you back. But I've already got you down. I didn't tell you that. I've already got you down, buddy. Let's go. But man, I'm I'm excited to you know keep doing this and building this with you guys and um, the studio's being built, so that's coming up pretty soon. So really looking forward to that. Um, so you know, as we grow and get better, guys, um, let's keep trying to be good men and good women um, that the Lord calls us to be. So Lord willing, uh, we will see you guys again on Monday with another podcast. And you guys have a good week. Thanks, guys.